What's up? Anna, what's going on with you? Uh, well, we're once again doing this by FaceTime, so there might be a little mm-hmm. bit of a uh, delay because sometimes you freeze a little bit. Um, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Work out. So how are you doing? Um, I feel like um, this week has been rough, mm-hmm. like especially that those first couple days. Um, but I feel like we were just talking about like getting the hang of this a little bit. Um, our principal recommended a podcast to us. Did you get a chance to listen to that? I have not. Renee Brown. So she talks about this Brene Brown podcast talks about um, that when we do something for the first time, that it is a terrible first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just, you know, you got to give yourself a break a little bit. And now listening to that was really freeing for me, you know, like, cause you expect to be perfect and be able to it, nail it. And why is this so tiring? And it's because it's the terrible first time. Right. Um, it's actually, that's, she calls it, Brene Brown calls it the FFT, which stands for something else, but we're <laughs> keeping it for general audiences. Yeah. So ever since I listened to that, I've given myself a little bit more permission to calm down and relax a little bit. So what about that's you? Good. I'm going to need to listen to that then. Yeah. I do. I did feel like, you know, that first week we were home from school, it was, I, it was spring break. So I did tell myself, okay, you have a week to get it together. Oh, okay. Because we had, you know, we got some new furniture for Coop. We're trying to set up this preschool and get all that kind of stuff together. And so I gave myself that week. But then that Monday, it was almost like everything felt, you know, like, oh, you don't have it together yet. You need. Yeah. And we were back at school and it was a lot different than I thought. But it is just the only piece that's missing is the behavior piece because it's just as time consuming and it's just as hard teaching online. Um, yeah. I'm not yelling at eighth graders, like put your hood down. No, that's not quit yelling, you know, quit smacking yeah. them. I'm not doing those things, but, and it's super easy on Google meets to just mute a kid, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I wish you could kind of do that in real life. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, keeping up with them and I think that they, they feel more empowered um, individually, so they ask a lot more questions. Yeah, oh, that's and, nice. And I don't know yeah. if that's just them reaching out for connection, wanting to. I don't know what it is, but they yeah. are constantly online. And then I play a game every afternoon with them, and they they are so much fun. But I mean, it's it's a lot, and plus you feel yeah. the weight of wanting to help them. And you're yeah. not physically with them. So that's really right. hard because, and there were, we took on our team, we went through all 120 kids that we have and we made, we had a team meeting on Friday morning and we made sure that at least one of us had made contact with all, you know, we had, we had heard from them and we only came down to two kids who had not checked in. Okay. Um, so then one of us called their parents just to make sure they were okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's hard not to see them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like, I know my oldest daughter, um, she's a seventh grader and she was saying her frustration comes in 
um, where she feels like she can't ask any stupid questions because she doesn't want to waste the teacher's time. And she's like, that's what I always do. I ask like a lot of, she said, she calls them stupid questions, which I was like, let's clear that up right now. You're just asking clarifying questions. Right. But you know, what I mean? like, so I think the kids are still, you know, figuring that out too. Um, and that's what I keep, I'm like, this was the terrible first time, you know, yeah. this all week, this was the terrible first time. So, you know, I think we're going to, hang of it. I, I really do, you know, we do live in Ohio and I really appreciate our, um, governance so far. Oh you know, my like, gosh. I am so we grateful. Being, we live in Ohio. Yeah. Yes. Same. So hopefully, you know, we are able to flatten this curve and, um, we will, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing what we need to do. Right. I know that, you know, um, according we'll to the, the press conference on Friday, we've really flattened the curve. I know. I know. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I mean, that was just amazing when I saw that graphic that we had flattened the curve and then that gives, apparently gives us more time to expand the hospitals, get the materials that they need so that we'll be better prepared. I just can't say thank you enough though to, I mean, I, I was telling my wife yesterday, I wish I were trained in an area where I could help more. I know. Because, yeah. I mean, I know, and she said, well, you know, you are trained in an area where you're helping, which I get, but that's my job. Yeah. It's my job to be a teacher. That's not, you know, that's what I, yeah. I just wish I had other training where I could help where it's needed the most right now. I hear you. I hear and Yeah. I mean, there's been so many things I've, I did post something about, um, like, uh, I think the Library of Congress or something is asking people at home. I mean, this isn't helping with the crisis, but... Um, you know, to help decipher old notes and um, things like that. So, like, I do think as long as people feel productive in some way, that they'll feel like that they are, you know, um, that they won't get burned out as much. But I hear what you're saying, too. Yeah, That's a great I idea to- from the Library of Congress. Yeah, I think it was Library of Congress. I'll have to look again. I've been posting things like crazy. I hope I'm you not You have been. You have been posting, I mean, you've been posting a ton of stuff, which has been really cool. I think it would be nice if we had like a central location of things you can do from home to help out the cause. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Because there would be people that would jump on that. Like we, I I was cleaning out the craft room and I had a ton of fabric and we were going to start making masks, but they don't know what they're going to do with those yet. Yeah, I heard that those don't help, actually, with the coronavirus. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that idea so much. I just don't, you know, I I do wish, and I think a lot of people are just like, we wish we could tell you what to do to help, you know. Right. What you're doing, actually, what you guys are doing by staying home is the help. Right. You know. Yeah, and that's, that's what, what we gotta Dr. keep in mind. That's what Dr. Acton says every day. She says you are yeah. helping by just staying at home and staying away from other people because yeah. our curve is obviously down. Yeah. So we just have to keep that up. Yeah. And I think she said Friday that our peak is looking at late April to May. Okay. So, I mean, we still have a ways to go, but I mean, if if we can keep it at a distance. And one thing I was, I felt a little defeated. And then my wife said, but she said, we have jobs where we're getting paid. Yeah. We have an amazing house that we're stuck in. Yeah. You know, I know. I want to say we're so, we're so blessed, right? We are so blessed. Yeah. And every single day when the, I don't, I, we have our meals together at the table every day, which has been amazing. And when we sit down and talk about, 
you know, we say grace before our meals and then we talk about the things that we're blessed and we have just the ability to be outside. Yeah. And just so thankful for the weather lately. <laughs> Hopefully the weather has been good wherever you're at. Yeah. At home. Yeah. It's just been, that, you realize everything that you have. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't want to talk about the coronavirus too much because I know that that's all people have been inundated with. And, you know, hopefully people have been enjoying this. Uh, I like that they're calling it uh, Need a Little Christmas. Oh, I love it. Yes. Because yeah. I've been like, absolutely. Need- have you had it on the whole weekend? Not the whole weekend, but we've watched a lot, especially checked into Christmas yep. yesterday. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I needed a little Rachel Boston in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Have you, did you tweet her? You should tweet her. Thank you for you're getting me through this quarantine thank you so much i thought that if somebody played dr acton in the movie remake it should be rachel boston or julia roberts yeah i guess i would love rachel boston would nail it yes she would wouldn't she because she everyone says like there's a there's a dr acton fan club on twitter on facebook and it's got like eighty thousand members now yeah. And everybody talks about the most comforting thing about her is her voice when she explains things. Yes, absolutely. Love it. So if you don't know who Dr. Acton is, Google her just for your yeah. own benefit. Yeah. She's our, our superhero in Ohio right now. Yeah. All so, right. So tw- we're talking about a royal Christmas. Yeah. So in all, in all fairness, this is one of my top three all-time movies. Yeah. I know you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, do you? <laughs> I've seen this one a lot, though. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've just seen it a lot. Okay. I will say that. <laughs> so we, it's from, it was released on November 21st, 2014. Uh, it's Lacey Chabert, Stephen Hagen, and Jane Seymour, who is an icon. Yeah. Jane Seymour, yep. But I thought it was interesting. I went back and looked at some of the old commercials for it, and he did not even get billing. He didn't? No. It was Lacey Chabert and Jane Seymour. They got billing for the for the movie. Or Stephen Hagen. I know. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Natasha is, is Catherine Flynn, and she is actually Jane Seymour's daughter. Okay, so... I did not know that. All I could see in her film credits, this is really funny, all I could put in her, my film credits was that she had been in Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman early on, and I was like, I wonder if those two know each other. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Good research there. Good research. Um, this was also directed by Alex Zam. He did 2017's Christmas Prince, so he really likes these uh, Princey movies. Yeah, these yeah. royal Hallmark movies. He's like, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look like Stephen Hagen. He's done some things, um, not a ton. He's done some Stan Lee things. Oh, Stan okay. Lee's Lucky. I don't know what that is. But uh, he hasn't it? done a t- Stan Lee's Lucky Man. It was a TV series from 2016 to 2018. Huh. Yeah, and then Stanley's Lucky Man: The Bracelet Chronicles was a TV miniseries. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, at least he's no, getting work. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> it was, this was filmed in Bucharest, Romania. Yeah, which is also where uh, uh, the Rome one was, the Christmas right. in Rome. 
Yeah. Do you remember so how devastated you- we were when we found out Rome was filmed in Bucharest? Crushed. We were crushed. But I'm wondering if Lacey Chabert is, like, big in Bucharest. You she know what I mean? She has to be. Right? Like, they see her on the screen. Like, there she is. <laughs> She's wonderful. The queen of Hallmark. Right? There she is. The queen of Hallmark. She comes here. Like, if she's got, like, a special tourism deal with Bucharest. <laughs> like, if when she, she, like, pitches in, she's like, I got the perfect filming location. Forget Canada. Bucharest. <laughs> right? 20% in her pocket. <laughs> right? Because why? I just, I mean, I haven't ever seen any others really filmed in Romania. Right. Have you? I've done this research, so I don't know. I no, I don't funny. think so. Yeah. Just those two connected to her, strangely enough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm suspicious. All right. So Prince Leopold, heir to the throne of Cordinia, wishes to marry his young love, Emily Taylor, a humble seamstress from Philadelphia. But Leopold's mother, Queen Isadora, has other plans for her son. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I just feel like that was such a cop out naming her Emily Taylor. Yeah, it was. I was like, oh boy. I rolled my eyes at that. <laughs> so did you see right in the beginning the this is in the height of Hallmark's um, product placement with Walmart and Folgers? Yeah, I saw the Folgers. Yeah. Well, he yeah. when she opens the door for him, he's literally holding a Walmart yeah. bag. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's calm that yeah, down a little bit. <laughs> when they shove it in your face like that, I'm like, I prefer subtlety in yes. my advertisements. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. When I'm looking around the bag to see his face, I don't need that. Right. Yeah. He was kind of, at the beginning, too, he was a little bit of a tool to me. Like, he's come in, he's like, make me breakfast. That, that was my. And then I'm like, oh, it's because he's a prince. Everybody's always made him breakfast. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Because we need to say, like, Emily did not know for the first year that they were dating that he was a prince. That I have a problem with. How come? Ooh, do tell. (laughs) Well, because I'm thinking about, you know, when you first meet someone and you spend hours talking. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, you hear each other's stories and you're... Everything is new, and you're just listening. You're up all night talking, and not yeah. one time. Yeah. Not one was time. She like, or she couldn't have put it together like, I um, I took 12 years of fencing, or, you know, yeah. something. Or how about, like, so where are you from? Exactly. The south of France? Yeah. Can you explain the accent then? Yeah. <laughs> or what? How do we have this British lilt? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be French? Like, are you, are you totally cordoned off? I don't understand. No, it. That would have been like. I think when you're, when you're royalty, you have to have a British accent, according to Hallmark. Okay. But okay. like, I thought maybe his sash would have been hanging up in the bathroom, drying something. Yeah, something. Like something, something would have given it away. I, and listen, this was 2014. Google's there. She yeah. didn't Google his name. Exactly. Yeah. And they could, I mean, what were the pictures up in his apartment? Does he not have an apartment? Does he, the whole thing, there's a lot of holes there. There's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes, but. But She was like, he's cute and he's got a British accent, so I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to ask too many questions. I don't care. But I will say that part of what won me over about them is they are adorable together. I thought they were so cute. 
Yeah, they're pretty cute. Yeah. They're so pretty cute. I thought they were really, really cute together. So it starts off... The, I, what? I know you did. <laughs> yes, Jill. So... Um, they start off having this little breakfast together. Um, the prince yeah. has just graduated. He has his MBA. Um, <laughs> they've been dating for about a year. Um, and so he says that he, well, he gets a phone call and then suddenly he wants to have dinner with her. And of course the best friend says that's the proposal place. Cause that's what happens. Right. Yep. Um, and so they go to have dinner and I thought the dinner was pretty funny. Chez Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I did too. Because um, he breaks it. He she says you're already married. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And, and then at the end she's like, "So you're not married?" Right. Just clarify. I'll just clarify. And he yeah. says, "No, I'm a prince." <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "That's you've literally told me nothing about you for the last year." Then. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I felt like she was. You know, she's like, "Literally, what so do I know?" About you? I've yeah. been talking the whole time the last year. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, she ends up going to Christmas in Cordinia. Yep. And we uh, meet Queen Isadora pretty much right away, and she is a pain in the butt. Yeah, she really is. She is not nice. That is not uh, Dr. Quinn. Medicine woman. No, no, it's not. She is. She is nasty. Um, So she's very harsh. um, But Victor is for head of staff. Yeah. So Butler, they get a. He's a nice buffer. Yes. He obviously likes uh, the prince, and he. You can tell that there's something else there, which we find out later that there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the butler gives it back to her, which I thought was really was really pretty funny. She needs it. She yeah. needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they meet the staff, and you can kind of tell that they're more like family. The guards, however, on the... Op- the guards crack me up. They're like toy soldiers. Right, yeah. Like, their hats are way too big for them. <laughs> I know. The whole storyline, or the whole sub-storyline there with the, the guards not moving, I was not... This was not... I did not find it playful. I found them... <laughs> To be. Like, I thought that they were so annoying to the poor guards. Yeah, I can't believe they didn't crack. No, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, last time, and then we find out that the last time it snowed in Cordenio was 40 years ago. Yeah. And it was the Cordenio Christmas Miracle. So, they lay that down early because it's obviously important later. Yeah. Um, And so, when they come in... So he wondered why, or, you know, he has obviously hasn't been home in a while. I wouldn't have come home to that. And his no. mom says, are you wearing someone else's clothes? <laughs> and yeah. says, it's so nice to meet an acquaintance of Leopold. Right. Yeah. She's very cold. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Emily gives her the snow globe for Philadelphia, where she's from. Right. And she gives it to Victor and she's like, put that somewhere special, which we find out is code for throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he puts it on the shelf right behind her desk. That's what I love right, about yeah. Victor. Yeah. Um, but did you notice that the little dog comes right to Lacey Chabert? Yeah, absolutely. And as a dog owner, when someone you can't stand is at your house and your dog loves them, that really gets in your craw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, whose side are you on? Right. Or what about, like, the opposite happens. Someone you like and your dog's like, 
growling at him. I'm like, what do I not know about right. this person? Because yeah. I totally trust dogs. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. More than myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at dinner that first night, the queen tries to sabotage Emily yep. with odd dips, and Emily says that they are delicious. She was so funny. Yeah. I mean, she tore into that octopus thing in the sausage thing. Yeah, it was like a, but it was sweet, sweet bread. Is that yeah. what it was? I don't know. Which is, here, do you know what that is? No. Okay, I'm not going to Google it. It's not good. What is it? I want to know now. It's, um, I think it's brain. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So Leah, what was funny though is when she dug in and she ate she's like, oh, this is so good. You could tell on Leo's face that he's obviously very proud of her. Right, yeah. But man, that queen takes every opportunity to belittle her oh, yeah. about her her uh, chosen career path. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so after dinner they go on a tour of the castle and they end up in the weapons room, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And they end up, uh, the the sword goes right into the queen's painting. And uh, he says, if anyone asks, we were never here. (laughs) Yeah. But then they end up in the ballroom and they're cute dancing together. And Victor and the maid are watching. um, And the maid says they look so happy together. And Victor said, yes, it's a pity, isn't it? (laughs) Because Victor knows that his mom is going to annihilate him. He doesn't. She doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked it up. Sweetbread is actually the thymus gland and pancreas. That's an organ meat. And why would they just? Why would they call it sweet bread? I don't know. That's I disgusting. Like yeah. Okay, that's yeah. I when I taught social studies, I would always tell my kids to say that's different. That me too. I did the same thing. Yeah. It's not disgusting. It's, it's just different. Different. So I apologize. Di- that's yes. very different from what I'm used to. Yeah. Yep. Different. Okay. All right, continue. <laughs> so she wakes up in the middle of the night. She has this nice, big, luxurious room, which overlooks the cemetery, because that's where Jane yeah. Seymour put her. I know. Also the farthest room away from Leo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she wakes yeah. up in the middle of the night, and uh, she realizes it's not a dream, but she needs something to eat. So she goes and she talks to the knight, and she ends up pointing a sword right at the queen. Right. Which was oh. hilarious because she was looking for Very something to eat. But I'll tell you yes. what, that bed she's sleeping in looks major luxurious. It did look really good. Yeah, I could have handled that. So she ends yeah. up becoming friends with the maid, Olivia. Olivia says that you're different than the others. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. I was going to say, Emily just majorly yeah. rolled her eyes. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I'm like, she can just be like... Is she- we don't need this constant comparison. Like we get it, you know, uh, Emily's a Philly girl. We don't need to know anything else. (laughs) Right. Oh, all right. This is making you nervous. The queen and Leopold are just having like this conversation at breakfast, like openly about Emily and how Natasha is better. Right. And like, I'm like, Emily could walk in at any second. Are we not alarmed? No, like, we they not? weren't. Like, yeah. Emily's going to be here. Like stop the conversation. And I was so uncomfortable. Right. Cause the queen says that she couldn't choose who she wanted, but they ended up developing a deep affinity for each other. 
Right. And then so Emily does walk in and she says, should I change my clothes? And the queen says, as if that would help. Right. Oh. Oh. Yikes. I mean, I think think Leo does take up for her. But man, I would have had a smackdown on some of those comments. Right. I know. I'd be like, you're not going to respect her, mother. I am out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, so then they do that little thing where they try to make the, the guards break. That's what the guards... Yes, this montage, I was like, I'm fast-forwarding through this. Because I... Seriously, every time I see it, I'm like, I'm just so annoyed on behalf of the guards. Like, this is not cute. It's not flirty. It's at the, the expense of these people who are just trying to do their jobs. I just really was like, this is <laughs> That's so funny. I thought it was cute. Okay. No. You were, you were horribly offended by it. Yes! It's like, <laughs> these people are just doing their jobs... Just because they're not royalty doesn't mean you need to treat them like just furniture. <laughs> so they head to downtown Cordenia, which I don't know what yeah. that means, but um, I think taking the big black Range Rover would kind of clue into who yeah. he is, regardless of the yeah. baseball cap and sunglasses. So. Right. Also, the guards walking so weirdly close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's that's tipping off too. That's a tip off. So uh, those booths look pretty good. Those booths did look good. I mean, that was 2014 booth. It was probably a Bucharest booth. So they just called in. Like that's a higher quality booth, probably. Listen, Europe's not going to mess around with some kind of a wooden crate. No, they're like this is not our first fair festival. We've been doing these Christmas fairs for a good 700, 800 years now. We don't don't like stupid. They go to the orphanage and they and uh, Leo does his that great act of kindness where he buys all those trees mm-hmm. and they and they meet Poppy. Right. Um, I love that name. Poppy is just the cutest little thing. It is cute. Yeah, she's yeah. cute. And she yeah. gives. Um, she realizes that she's up for adoption and yes. Lacey gives her a friendship bracelet, which I thought was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they bring back the smallest little Christmas tree, which was so adorable. I it was love very cute. that tree. Um, yeah. And it's going to end up someplace special. <laughs> yeah. The queen's like, put that someplace special. Yeah. And Lacey says that, uh, wow, she's like a cat or a ninja. <laughs> yeah. She's very quiet. Her approach is very quiet. So, uh, and then this is where we meet um, Natasha because she jumps him in yes. the hallway, mm-hmm. um, which was awkward. But I thought, yeah. uh, I thought. Emily was hilarious talking to her. Yeah, she was. I she, like because Natasha was really trying to rub into Emily's face that these two, that Leo and Natasha had a history and stuff right. like that. And Emily's just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, let you two get at it. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right. So there's a dinner party. The queen puts her Olivia all... helps her get. Yeah. And then the queen puts her all the way at the end of the table. So they're basically, you know, opposite each other, battling for the table. Yeah, Um, yes. And then Galena, who was, I felt, I did feel bad, but I thought it was overdone when she said, oh, do you have children? And it was a simple question. It wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I don't know why. I mean, I get it, but at the same time. So anyways, Galena actually turns out to be her friend. Yeah. So 
Emily makes a mistake of asking Galena if she has children or something to that effect. And Galena says that they cannot right. have children. Right. Yeah. And, um, like it was, I thought it was very awkward. I thought that was very uncomfortable. And then Emily drinks out of that finger bowl and I was yeah. like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore with this, with this movie. Like I'm so uncomfortable right now. I can't There's believe no- Emily sorry. stuck it out. Yeah. Like she, she, she was really hanging tough. Yeah. See, at that point, I think Leo should have picked up his finger bowl and drank out of it, too. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the thing. That was part of this for me. Like, he saw her floundering. Also, he didn't give her any tips on anything. Right. Like, I'm like, you... I just felt like he was so thoughtless the whole time. I'm like, as a, as a significant other, I'd want to be prepped for the going into the lion's den each time. Right. Like, where's my help? Where's my support? Like you, per, you, my person to lean on here, then fill a girl in, fill a girl in. <laughs> Let me know who's going to be there. Tell me subjects not to mention, you know, right. Go ahead and go over the place settings with me, Leo. Yeah. You know, you, you've been in America for a year, you know, for a fact, we don't have finger bubbles, <laughs> right? <laughs> I see where some of your anger is, uh. Is placed yes, toward this movie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So the next morning, as a peace offering, Leo brings her coffee. A little too late, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then pancakes that he did not make in the morning. Yeah. Right? Right. He did not make those. So. I don't know if you heard my son banging on the door. I did. He wants to join the podcast. He wants to join in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Victor goes over the queen's schedule, um, and she finds the snow globe. Yeah. And then they talk about, you know, finding the right partner. Yeah. Uh, Victor and the queen do. And, um, and then we get the feeling that something else is going on between Um, those two. uh, Yeah. 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 He likes Emily more than most, he says. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they decide to go, um... Is this where they go on the horse ride? Yeah, and Natasha comes in. The queen says she's like a daughter to her. Or she she reminds her so much of herself, which is making so much sense now that I know that that was her real daughter. Um, and she's like, maybe that's part of the problem. A boy doesn't want his mom. And I'm like, this is just the... It was just such a weird conversation to me. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So they go on their morning ride. Emily's left behind. Um, So she decides, she walks into where the staff are, and she sees her small tree. Yeah. So they they decide to decorate that small, adorable tree. Which is way more fun than writing. Yeah. Yeah. Forget you guys with your stupid morning rides. (laughs) But this is my point. Like, why is Leo, he'd be like, nah, if she can't go, I'm going to stay here with her. Exactly. And we were supposed to spend Christmas together. Not, like, me running off my ex-girlfriend. Right, exactly. And I would have said, I, I would have said the same thing. I would have said, no, sorry, you two can go ride, but I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, so Galena shows up. She comes in yeah. and she says it's not easy fitting in with these people. And she was like, these people. And, and she tells yeah. her her past. Um, yeah. So they go into town together to go shopping. Yeah. And they start making... They meet Poppy, and Galena meets Poppy, and they yeah. start making little Christmas, um, they, well, Garbs. They, yeah, all the, all that's left at the tablecloth, and the queen yeah. and Leo are riding through town, which is another thing that bothered me, is Leo not tell her Emily right. the schedule? 
Exactly. I'm always like, oh, there's my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was on a morning ride. Yep. Apparently he came home and changed his ride. clothes and yeah. didn't tell me about it. Town. So um, they meet Poppy um, the, and they're riding through town. And, and I do, when the queen rolls down her window and looks at Emily, she does have a fleeting momentary glance of maybe this is somebody else, but it doesn't last very long. Nope. Sure doesn't. Um, and then Poppy gave the queen a scarf. Right. Um, and then the two are walking, and then we, after the benediction, we go back, and Leo and Emily are walking around on the grounds, and they're talking about if they're going to get married, and then, of course, yeah. Natasha Buston. Right, right. And they talk about the time that they got married when they were children playing... I mean, at that point, someone just needed a good slap across the face. Right. I, I, I like, geez, is this a, appropriate to keep bringing up? Like, I got it. You are, you dated. Good right. for you. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. And then I did feel like that that was like, he wanted to show off that cottage where he would get married at. I right. felt like that that was a cop out for later on. <laughs> So the queen gives Lacey that horrible dress. Yes. Which I'm like, okay, you're giving a seamstress a dress. You know she's going to kill that dress. Yeah. Hey, on all the cover art, though, I thought that dress was white. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, the cover art, they changed that because it's pink and it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Her hair's on point. Mm -hmm. That dress is on point. Um, Hey, Lacey never wears a bad dress. She doesn't. She yeah. doesn't. You're very, that's very true. Yeah. Um, so, so she sees the dress. She knows it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, Victor and Leo have a conversation. He tells Victor that he's going to propose and it makes Victor very happy. Yeah. Um, so when they're at the ball, fast forward to the ball. And Hold on though. Cause Victor shows Emily the ropes of a ball. Oh yeah. Which was. I'm like, we've got, we've got pretty in pink meets pretty woman right yep. now. <laughs> That's she's so got this true. Dress. Yeah. And now she's going to learn how to dance like in 10 minutes and also where everything goes, how to behave. Like she's going to learn it all. Yep. Ten and minutes. Leo should have been the one doing that. Yes, he should have. Mm. Thank you, Gina, for agreeing. Yeah, no problem. I still <laughs> love this movie. But that's always that's always bothered me that he didn't step up more than he, I think he should have stepped up more than he should have. Um, so, as they're getting ready for the ball and they're welcoming people, um, she says to Natasha, the queen, "Fitting in does seem to be a problem for her. Just punch her right yeah. in the face." Oh, I know. But then she's standing at the top of the staircase, and she looks stunning. So good. So good. So good. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone stopped. Yeah. Everyone stopped. Yeah, they should have. That dress was insane. 10 out of 10. So, um, (laughs) Victor is like watching her the entire time, which I thought was funny. He's like, take your gloves off. (laughs) You know, and she's doing everything correctly. And then I love that Poppy shows up with Galena and her husband. Yes, that was really sweet. So they're talking about yep. adopting. But then at the very beginning, 
when they have the first dance and Natasha bumps in and she goes, we always have the first dance together. Finally, Leo comes to the game and says, oh, I already asked the Baron or whoever to, to dance with you. Yeah. The Grand Duke. Yes. Ugh. I know. Good. So he dances with Emily and he's impressed that she now knows how to dance because he knows he didn't show her. Yeah. No, he did not. So we catch Natasha and Isadora plotting. Of course. But Natasha has a, finally, some kind of redemptive quality here. Because she's like, do you think, maybe, could we be mm, going too far? (laughs) (laughs) And Queen Isadora's like, not on your life. That's what needs to happen. Not far enough. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I'll be happy till I have Emily out of here. So Emily is hungry, and she goes to the servants to make a hoagie, which, and I think the servants, they should have known better. We're like, we're in the middle of this massive dinner party, but let's break out all the food we have and make a hoagie. I know. Yeah. I agree with that. And the queen walks in, and she was ticked. She really yells at, she yells at everybody, and she yells at Emily, and she says, that's the whole problem with you. You don't know your place. Uh Uh-huh. Yikes. And you have no idea what it takes to be a royal. Yeah. And you know what I don't get is when the whole thing leaves, I would have at least taken that sandwich with me. Yeah, I know. I know, because she was really hungry, and I, I'm, that makes, that was a good-looking sandwich, for sure. That sandwich was that amazing blo- looking. I would have. I'm glad that the baloney wasn't on there. I would have folded that sandwich and tucked it underneath my arm when I stormed off. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, but I'm taking this sandwich with me. Yeah. <laughs> And then she goes, I believe Miss Taylor will be heading home for the holiday. Yeah. And Victor says, I would have thought you would have seen enough broken hearts in this castle. Bam, Victor. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. So Emily goes to pack to leave and Emily or Leo comes in to propose. Yep. Yeah. And Um, the queen is listening. Yeah. Emily says this can't work. Like, you know, this isn't this. It's just I'm not I'm not royal. I can't do this. Right, and she's and she won't let him give up his life for her. Yeah, and yeah. so the queen, we see the queen's face, and she's like, "Oh, I was wrong." D- oh, okay. I think so. Well, because Victor talks Isadora, I feel like that made him her like realize a little bit, and then Natasha talks to Leo, mm-hmm. and was like, "Yeah." Um, and then there's a lot of people talking to each other. And then Isadora <laughs> talks to Leo. Well, in the, well, in the meantime, though, Lacey packs and leaves. She says yeah. goodbye to the staff. The queen watches up. Like, the queen does not even have the decency to come down and say goodbye to her. She no, watches she sure out did. the window. And yeah. Lacey says, and she goes, this will always be the best year of my life. And I, I was so ticked that he let her go so easily. Did he's like a big pushover? I really feel like he's a huge pushover. Yes, like his is always going to be a problem in that relationship. And she doesn't. I think she leaves on Christmas Day. Does she? I'm like, that's wrong. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't realize it was Christmas Day. Man. Yeah. So then, um, Victor says, "Another successful ball. You must be pleased." Um. 
And they say it's never too late when love is involved, which is a double meaning because of them, the, the two of them, too. We find right. out that Victor right. and Isadora were in love. Yeah. And his, her parents wouldn't let it happen. Right. So she moved on with, with Leo's dad, mm-hmm. which, man, as a kid or as Le- being Leo, it must have been hard to find out. Weren't really ever into my dad, were you? It's all about <laughs> all these years. <laughs> so then, like you said, Natasha and Leo talk, and the queen asks for a word. But when Natasha yeah. and Leo are talking, and she goes, "That's okay, I heard you know the Baron has a brother or something." She's he, nine. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's nine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the queen is playing with the snow globe. Um, and asked to talk to him. And she tells the story of her love for a commoner, which is Victor. Um, right. We never have what you and Emily have. Um, but I love Victor. He returns. He's got the suitcases packed. He's got the plane ready to go. And he's hired back yep. the servants. Yeah. That's right, Victor. You take care of things because... Yeah. So he's the only one in the whole royal family who's got it together yeah so because Isidore is so stubborn yeah Lydia is so clueless and um so Isidore tells Victor I'd like you to make a royal announcement Prince Leo is in love with a clothing designer and I'm giving them my blessing and then she says to Victor can you please call me Izzy oh yes yeah that was I did like that yeah because that's what he had called her, or we find out that that's what her love had called her, was Izzy. Right. So then, that was a subtle way of telling us, it's been Victor all along. Victor <laughs> was the one. It was always Victor. It was so, always Victor. Flashback to Philadelphia, and her dad is taking um, Leo's picture down, and she says, no, dad, don't do that. And then there he is, waiting outside in the snow. Um, and... He says, the only title I care about is husband and wife. And she's getting ready to say no again. And the window rolls down and Jane Seymour's there with her hair all down and flowing Mm. and soft. And uh, so the queen's window comes down and and she says, say yes, Emily. Um, I saved the dress for the woman that would marry my son. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. And then I love... And then... Everybody runs out and they say, do I have to say it a third time? And so she says, yes. But then they fast forward to the wedding, which I loved. Right. Which was like the most low budget wedding I've ever seen in my life. For a royal wedding? Like you're in Bucharest. Yeah. Like I'm like, they were trying to foreshadow that this was going to be a small wedding. Right. Like when he was in a cottage. But I don't care. There was like not a window. It was like a sterile room that they threw some pews in and we're like there we go <laughs> like this even Bucharest there's gorgeous locations you can't you can't scout one of them get it like you know free publicity for Bucharest just yeah. let us use it like that was such a it was phoned in I wonder, phoned in I wonder if they filmed it later So they kiss each other and it snows and the guards, the guards smiled. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's talk about the kiss. Okay. What do you think about it? Um, I thought it was pretty humdrum. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, I was like, this was a lot of build up. Always, you know, I'm always, if the kiss isn't good, I'm, I'm like, 
it. It was a typical yep. wedding kiss. Sure. Chaste. Yeah. Like you don't want, yeah. you know, you don't want to show too much, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching my big fat gypsy wedding yesterday. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there was a kiss yeah. at the end of one of those weddings and it was almost X-rated. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, people, yeah. you don't, you save that. It's a nice, it's yeah. a nice little, it's just, it's a little kiss. That's it. You just, little yeah. kiss, move on. I mean, it's mm-hmm. front of everyone you know. That's not. Right. Anyways, yeah. So I would give it like maybe a five or a six. I give it a four out of ten. Nice. Yeah. That yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about um, how cozy did you think this movie was? didn't think it was very cozy but we've talked about this before i can't if it's like a big sprawling palace or something like that there's not going to be as to me right there's not like that's just such an element to me like the smallness when things are close um that's what causes me to be like yes that's so cozy or and this was i didn't see any coziness right no so i i'd say like a two out of ten what would you give it yeah there wasn't very much coziness at all um I did like the European aspects of like downtown and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd probably give oh, it a, a five, but, okay. um, yeah, as far as like, there was a, a prince, I think it's a princess for Christmas where the, the, um, Roger Moore's in it, the original, you know, the, not the original James Bond, but, um, he's in there and he's the king and there's a couple of scenes in there and it's in a palace and they're very cozy. Um, oh. So I think that, yeah, I don't think these were very cozy. So um, I, just for the town scenes, I'd probably give it a five, five or a six, maybe. Yeah. I think okay. the reason I love this movie so much is Lacey Chabert. She's charming. Oh, yeah. she's, she's warm. She's very funny in this movie, I think. Like, she totally rolls with everything that happens to her the entire time. Yeah. And I think yeah. I, I think Leo is a cute prince. Um, he's not. He's he, he's more of an American, I think, than a prince. I don't know. I liked him. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, do you think they would stay together? Um, I can. I'm very concerned that the queen is going to continue meddling, because you know we all we both know marriage is just part of this. You know, the whole thing. Like once children come along, you know, everybody's got opinions, and and um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if it works, it's going to be because Emily just gives and gives and gives and gives. Yeah. Not because he's doing any work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would like. I think it'll work if they live in America and visit. That's never going to happen though, because he's next in line. Right. Like he's going to want to take it over. So, I don't know. She maybe she's like Kate Middleton. She's the people's princess kind of thing. And you know what? I think uh, she would be. I really do because she's so open and and charming. And I think the people would love her. Yeah. Um. So what about Snow Globe? Uh, it's gonna be a no for me, Gina. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, I've seen this one so many times, and I love Lacey. Um. I just. It's not one of my favorites, for sure. What I, I see is because, like... Go ahead. No, when it's on, I'm, I don't know why I, I always put it on. Like, if it's on, I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch this. But it's not one of my favorites, for sure. 
Yeah. Oh. It's always been one of our favorites, so I have to give it a snow globe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I understand that. Um, I just love Lacey Chabert in this. And I am a fan of Jane Seymour. Um, I wish yeah. we would have seen a softer side of her. A she little... played this really well. She did play it very well. I just wish we would have yeah. seen a softer side a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been True. nice instead of the last five minutes, so. Yeah. All right. All right, so that's it. Yeah. Royal Christmas. Mm-hmm. Royal so Christmas. One snow globe, no snow globe. Oh my gosh, yep. we canceled each other out. Yep. <laughs> Does it work like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So um well, we start season three in our next one. Yeah, very exciting. We're starting the spring fling movies. Spring fling! Woohoo! Um, Just my type. Yeah. So, listen, let's wrap this one up and tell everybody to stay home, no matter where you are. Yeah. Stay home until this hot mess passes. Hopefully people are still listening to podcasts. I hope so. Yeah. Um, So, stay home, stay safe, um, and if you're not feeling well, definitely uh, isolate yourself. Right. Um, Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Be healthy mentally and physically because that's hard this time. Yep. I'm so grateful that I'm home here with my family. Me too. Me too. So we will, um, oh, we will see you guys soon. So take care. Take care.